everybody. Welcome. Thank you for joining us for another great edition of Talking Tigs. Uh, I'm Scott Gerard, and Tommy Johnson and I are happy to welcome Daniel back to the pod uh, live as one, as the uh, the three, the well, I guess the three musketeers. But uh, we're we're all in the states on the on the same call, different time zones still, which I, I think is still kind of interesting. It just it just goes to the uh, the, the effort that we, we try to bring you here on Talking Takes, three different time zones, one pod, one pod, one, one heartbeat, three time zones. All right, enough of my silliness. Um, good to have you back, Daniel. Um, I wish I could say that you missed a lot of LSU news, but not really. You, you, you didn't really miss much. I mean, we, we, you know, we played some baseball, but, um, and you know how that ended, but I mean, you know, I think some, some good, good things to look forward to next year. Uh, LSU football is what we're in the eighties now, as far as days away from, from LSU football. Um, yeah, man, uh, good to have you back. I'll, I'll check in with Tommy too, but, uh, how, how was your trip? Tell us, tell us what you can. Uh, it was very good. Thanks uh, for the introduction, Scott. Glad to be back on the podcast yeah. with y'all after two weeks in absentia. Um, it was a bit difficult to, to record by myself um, across the pond, uh, but I had a good trip through England and Wales and Scotland and Ireland uh, and back, just came back about two days ago. Um, so that was very tiring, but we had a good time, saw the sights, both kind of historic and then uh, natural. And it, it was, that was the first time I'd ever been over there. So uh, I really enjoyed that. And then, like you mentioned, it was a bit tough to tune into the LSU sports. I tried to watch a little bit of baseball, even with the time zone difference, but I actually found out that the ESPN plus doesn't work internationally. So I was having to watch like low definition bootleg streams on YouTube. They kept getting shut down, uh, but it's okay. Season's over now and uh, reunited and it feels good. So um, <laughs> even though there's not a whole lot of news this week, uh, glad to be talking with y'all. Right on. Um, I, I did want to ask you though, in all your travels, you know, you went uh, all the way to, what was it? Is it Greenwich Greenwich time or, or something over there that whatever that dateline is. Um, and now, you know, you're back in the States and, but you're in Colorado. Did you come across any purple and gold out there? I actually did. Oh. Um, this was, we were on the North coast of Ireland at this place called the giants causeway, um, which is this kind of natural rock formation. Uh, my girlfriend and I were walking and then there was a, an older couple sitting down on the bench and a lady had a blue cross blue shield of Louisiana um, face mask on. Wow. And so we stopped to ask them and I, f I forget their names now, but they were from Baton Rouge and still oh, live wow. there. Uh, yeah. So halfway across the world on the edge of Northern Ireland, we ran into these very nice people from Baton Rouge and we, we had told them that we had just graduated from LSU and they were all happy with that. Um, but I guess Tiger nation is, is worldwide. Yeah. Darn right, and just so so is talking tigs because I know you told him about the pod, Daniel. You gave him the links uh, and everything. He didn't have to. He didn't have to tell him about it. They were already. <laughs> they listening. knew about it. Yeah, yeah. they sure saw his like, T-shirt. You're, you're the you're the host. It's an honor to meet you. <laughs> right on. All right, Tommy, jump into this, man. How you doing? Uh, aren't uh, you Aren't you glad to have Daniel back too? And uh, yeah, what's, what's going on, Baton Rouge? Not a lot going on. It's good to have Daniel back. Um, I mean, you know, I think we talked about it a little bit last week, but man, this this town is dying quick with uh, with the end of baseball and the end of school. I mean, nobody nobody's doing anything, which is kind of a nice uh, a nice ta time um, 
anybody who lives in Baton Rouge kind of, I think kind of learns that it's like the lull before the storm, you know, in two months or so, uh, two, two and a half months or, you know, whatever, it'll be school back and, uh, football season coming up and everybody will, it'll be real busy. So kind of enjoying a little bit of a slower, uh, slower time here, but glad to be here with you again. Glad to be talking, talking tigs as we do. Right on. And uh, I guess you could also say somewhat that the, one of the old adages is true is that uh, no news is good news. You know, that if we're not hearing any news, that means, Hey, the status quo is fine. All is well. You know, uh, football players aren't getting arrested at Tigerland, which is, you know, uh, kind of a, a frequent thing every few years. But, hey, uh, I, I feel like everything's going good into the summer. No news is good news. Well, I mean, I, I'd say LSU baseball, um, you know, as we say, we you could say they kind of ended, you know, on a disappointing note just because they didn't go further. But, I mean, I, I can't say that, you know, there's one among us that, that thought that they were really going to, um, you know, come home from Omaha with a title. I would have loved to have seen them go further and would have supported them, but uh, I don't know. I, I think you're just, you know, seeing some of the teams now, um, like LSU's pitching. <laughs> I don't think they would have lasted. I mean, Tennessee's didn't even last, um, but we'll get on to that in a second. And I don't know. I'd say it is kind of interesting because you look at who's left. Um, I think Auburn and Oregon State are probably, they're playing right now as we speak. It's It's like, right around 8 p.m. Eastern time. So I know that game is probably getting going, but, you know, there could be four teams, not just from the SEC, from the SEC West in the Omaha. And that is just ridiculous. Is it not? Yeah, but I mean, hey, it's the, it's the, best, uh, the best conference in baseball for a reason, right? It doesn't yeah, surprise me that much. To- well, yeah, Tennessee made it the best, you know, like conference total, but like now it's just the SEC West that's holding on. Yeah. Uh, anyway, wow, that's just that's amazing, and I don't know, I don't know if anyone could have seen this, this, uh, this Tennessee, like sudden downfall coming, except maybe the, you know, the Notre Dame players themselves. Like I saw one guy I was interviewed before the series, and he he felt pretty confident. He's like, you know, I think we're a dangerous team. Yeah. And you know, people laughed at him, but. Uh, <laughs> look who's laughing now because Notre Dame's in Omaha and uh, you know, the greatest team in, in all of college baseball history is not. So, mm. uh, I mean, that's one of the, the coaches that LSU was after actually, you know, Tony Vitello. Uh, I, I can't say that, you know, there was uh, many tiger fans that would not have embraced him if, if he came here, but you know, I mean, they, these, this was the best team in the country this year by far. I, I could argue that. And I would, um, you could have, you know, if they'd have gone on to win it all, you could have made the argument best ever, but they didn't even make it to Omaha and they got to play a super regional at home. Yeah. I mean, I mean they, they kind of squeaked through their own regional. They're, they're uh, you know, for oh, yeah. super Campbell gave them a good game. Yeah. Um, they kind of, they kind of got what was coming to them. They were like hyping it up and then they were having arguments with the umpires and their fans were getting all rowdy at every single game. Uh, they're kind of becoming the most hated team in college baseball as well as uh, the best. And then Notre Dame shut them down. Uh, they must've got the look of the Irish from uh, me being over there. Uh, but like you mentioned about the SEC teams, it is pretty crazy that could have four teams from the same division out of eight total. And LSU actually had a losing record against every single one of them this season. So even if we yeah. would have gone, you could probably say we were inferior uh, in most senses. Um, and 
I mean, we probably wouldn't have had the pitching to last much more than two games, but uh, I guess we're just cheering them on again. Maybe another SEC team can take it after uh, Mississippi State won last year. Yeah, and, um, you know, there's there's been some, uh, I, I think, some talk because, you know, that all the teams are deciding and everyone's going to Omaha now. It's like there's still some there's still some LSU Tiger fans that are just going north to, to Omaha just to, to root on because, you know, in all likelihood they could have four SEC teams to root for. Granted, you know, individual games against LSU, you know, they, they're obviously Tiger fans. And I don't know, it might be strange. You know, a lot of people think it's strange to move for a conference, but honestly, guys, you know, for those of you that don't know, Omaha is is Baton Rouge North. They love us up there. We travel well. Look at us. We're, we're traveling even when our team isn't in it. So get used to it. They love us in Omaha, and we're, we're always going to be there, even if we're playing or not. But, I mean, it's still just crazy that four SEC teams are there. And um, what was it? I would say at least – well, I know LSU's had Mike Bianco on their list, right? He interviewed. I know he did. Did they were they looking at Link Jarrett also? Because I, I could have thought from Notre Dame. Uh, I thought that they. I saw that name mentioned only because you know the last coach at Notre Dame that LSU looked at was Paul Maneri. Paul Maneri, yeah. So I, I thought they were maybe looking at Link Jarrett too. Not that that you know gives us any claim to anything, but I just you know I just thought it was interesting that you know a lot of the teams that are in Omaha, LSU was looking at the coach and. You know, you could say, well, LSU is a few outs from hosting a Super Regional, maybe being in Omaha themselves. They would have just supplanted Ole Miss. So it's like, you know, if you look at back and, uh, you know, uh, hindsight, I, I think LSU is, they're fine. You know, if they'd have gone with anyone else, there's still no guarantees. If they'd have gone with Tony Vitello, he wasn't guaranteed to make it to Omaha. Yeah. I, I can't imagine that anyone in America that, you know, follows sports would have betted against that he wouldn't, you know, like they wouldn't have betted that he would not make it to Omaha, mm-hmm. you know? So uh, I would say that just well, because they were, the most, they were the most dominant team pretty much all year. They looked yeah. like, I mean, you know, I remember even last week, me and you were talking about it and I was like, man, this team, you know what, this, this Tennessee team looks like, looks like a uh, major league team. Like it looks like they could win it all easily. Right. Um, and, you know, they just kind of lost it. And, uh, it's kind of an embarrassing, almost embarrassing loss for them, an embarrassing you know way for them to to go out. Uh, but I think it, it does kind of show you, you know, I think that and we even talked about this last week too. It's like if Vitello goes on and wins the national championship and has like arguably the best team ever, you know, you're kind of like, oh man, did we should we have made more of a move on him? Like, is it is he the yeah, magic that guy? Yeah, that would have been a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it does make us feel, or at least makes me feel a little bit better. It's like, I mean, it it's, sounds weird because you should be, like, we shouldn't really be concerned about, like, what the other coach who didn't get hired, how, how he does. That shouldn't really make a difference for us on, on our hire, um, but it kind of does. And so it makes me feel a little bit better that, you know what, well, the guy who allegedly either turned us down or we didn't offer or whatever, he's not going to, he's not going to go off and win a national championship either. Right. You just don't want to see another situation like it or Nick Saban going to Alabama and starting a dynasty. And you're like, well, we could have had that or something. Uh, not that I think it's a little bit harder to repeat baseball year after year than maybe it is for Nick Saban to do his thing at Alabama. But uh, that would have definitely become our biggest kind of rival in that sense. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'd say it's possibly it's possibly harder in baseball because just the 
the uh, the parity amongst not just you know the the, the division or the the power fives or I, I don't even know if baseball looks at it like a power five situation because you know they're they're kind of like the basketball the the field is opened up to sixty four and the best teams finish up in Omaha mm-hmm. and you know sometimes there's an outlier this year you know there's four SEC teams you know from the same division so that just goes to show you that like I, that's why I don't I don't worry about L, LSU's fine. Guys, we were probably one pitcher away from joining. So it's it's totally fine. We're going to have all the big bats next year. Um, and it's 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 a situation that I think Jay Johnson has fully in control. Um, it'll just, you know, it'll be suck that we can't pull for our team in Omaha. But it'll, it'll definitely be interesting. I, I don't know that I could really pinpoint any one team that I thought, oh, you know what? These guys are the hottest right now. Because look at Ole Miss and what they've done. You know they were they were the last one in basically. They they had a losing SEC record before they went to the tournament, and now they were they you know they just uh, they they just made the tournament, and I, I don't know they they seem to have some good momentum. Then you look at Arkansas, and uh, I don't know it's not the team they were last year, but it's like they they just won't go away, and yeah. they they keep fighting, and they they keep finding a way to win games, and they they got bats, you know. So the the Omahaogs are back. Then you look at. Well, I guess I could pause on Auburn because they're not in yet. But I mean, they, you know, they kind of came out of nowhere in the midway through the season. Yeah. All the, like you, like Daniel said, all these teams we have a losing record against. Some they skunked us. You know, A and M. Uh, we, you know, we lost a series to them too, but they were the first ones in the in into Omaha. Um, they kind of just were were slow and steady throughout the season, and, and they're in. You know, there's there's really no. I don't know. I, I can't really say there's a buzz about them, right? Because they were. They're kind of like a good team all year and they just stayed good. So they kind of just the cream rose to the top, but you know, there was no like big push towards the end. So I don't, I don't know. Is there any, is there any one team that you say that's in already? I should say any one team in Omaha that you're like, I think these guys got it. I I mean, just initially I I like Arkansas and that might be, that might just be because of the the kind of dominant shutout that they gave us (laughs) um, in our series where they swept us. Right. But um, I mean, I, I don't know. I like, I, I, they're always, they're consistently good. It feels like they've got it. They, they've always got like, like you said, a little scrappy brand of baseball. Um, I kind of like them, especially, you know, coming in the way that they did where they weren't like Tennessee, where it was like, Oh, they're, they're just, of course they're going to win. Um, I, I don't know. I kind of like them because I don't necessarily think that, you know, that this, with this draw right now, I don't think there is like a, um, I mean, Texas was a team that was kind of like all year. I mean, they were number one at the, in the nation for, you know, early on. Yeah. They're an eight seed. They're an eight seed, right? Uh, yeah, they were, they were eight. Yeah. So not, not like super highly regarded, but yeah, early in the year they were definitely. And we, you know, we, we ran up against them in the, uh, that preseason. Well, you know, before the season got going, tournament we beat oklahoma yeah, yeah we beat oklahoma lost to texas and um yeah and there now, you go and now both of them are in in the yeah you know, so yeah i mean i don't know i just kind of I, like i said i kind of like uh, I, I don't think i feel like all this is kind of you is going to end up using it all to get there i don't think they're gonna have much success um and it's kind of the same yeah. thing with with auburn i feel like auburn and old miss are almost this are almost uh the same team in a lot of ways where uh, I don't know if anybody would have said they were they were going to get into Omaha either of them, right? 
So yeah, Arkansas makes sense to me. They're kind of on their own little bit of a revenge tour because they lost in the championships of Mississippi State last year when Arkansas was kind of posed as the dominant team in college baseball with their amazing reliever who like struck out every single person in the country. And so they were kind of like last year's Tennessee and they couldn't close it out. So if they could win this year with kind of a quote unquote lesser lineup, that'd be pretty cool. I guess you can't put aside Notre Dame after a hot off the series win against Tennessee. So it'll be interesting to see if they can keep that rolling or if they kind of used all their, their magic uh, just to, to make it there. Um, but hopefully, yeah, I'll be able to tune into some games and, and see who comes out on top. Yeah, well, uh, I, just based on what you said on Arkansas, um, I, I think this could be the year. The only reason it did work out last year, you know, if you're a, a sports nut, you know that, well, uh, the number one seed in the tournament has not won a title in the last 22 years. So that's why they didn't win it last year. So that's why I think mm-hmm. maybe you guys are right. Arkansas could be primed for it this year because you know it's they they're calling it the you know the number one curse if you're number one the number one seed in the tournament that means you're not going to win it you know at least no one has the last 22 years i don't know it's like you could say oh that's a silly thing but you know that's what baseball's about right baseball's about just superstition and uh history stuff like that um momentum yeah yeah exactly so it's i was going to ask you because Tommy, you you play a little little baseball, right? Yeah. So a lot of people are saying that you know what happened with Tennessee. It's oh, the baseball gods are you know they're serving the the just reward and uh, you know the baseball gods this and all that. It's like all right. So do you really think it's um, that baseball itself, like like because so many people became Notre Dame fans mm-hmm. in this in that super regional because they just they didn't want to see Tennessee go on to win I don't know it wasn't just the players it was the coach but it was also the fans right like yeah. a lot of the fans were just nasty and super arrogant just just based off of a really good season and it was you know they probably could have had a you know one of the best seasons ever could have broke LSU's home run record who knows they didn't do it but they could have, and you know who knows. But the fans were already there mentally that they just like were like, "Hold on, all right, <laughs> you guys aren't even in Omaha yet, and you're already crowning yourselves the title." So let's just let's just slow your roll. And then Notre Dame come to town and like, you know, we're just here to play baseball, and they didn't. Boom. So do you do you buy all this? Uh, the baseball gods have corrected talk, or do you think I don't know? Maybe just you know Notre Notre Dame was just simply a better team. I mean, I'll tell you, there is something about baseball where uh, I think unlike, I think even more so than, you know, football or or definitely basketball or anything, there's something about the superstition. There's something about the, the way you, you know, that you, a team and a a player carries themselves. Um, I I think that, uh, I think that probably baseball gods didn't help, didn't give them any help. (laughs) I think that uh, they were, you know, just kind of the, the way they, you know, disrespected, they were, yeah, they had a total, you know, total cocky attitude, disrespected the game, disrespected them, the, the, their opponent and, and uh, the fans, the, the, you know, the entire sport almost. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I can't say I'm not glad it, it caught up to him. Yeah. I'd say the majority of America would, uh, would agree with you. Uh, Danielle is just, um, I don't know. Do you think that Tennessee got what it deserved just because of their behavior? Or do you think that, you know, they were a really good team in the postseason or they, they were a really good team in the regular season, but you know, kind of like last year, they just kind of, 
kind of didn't cut it in the playoffs. I won't say that they got what they deserved. I mean, with uh, a team that's as dominant as they were, you it's very easy to get swept up kind of in the in the moment and, and cheer your team on and kind of brag that you're the best. I mean, we saw maybe not to the same extent, but a little bit of that in our own history when LSU was kind of running the table in 2019. It was just so easy to cheer these people on. We were stomping them into the ground. Um, unfortunately for Tennessee, they, they didn't get the same ending as LSU brought in the championship and they did not. Um, but yeah, it's a little bit easy to get high and mighty. And then uh, in baseball, it's a game of inches and just a one bad outing by a pitcher or one random home run can end your season. Uh, and that's what they found themselves in. So props to Notre Dame for shutting them down. And I'm sure they'll come out, maybe not to the same degree, but uh, they look like they got a really solid program going after two straight trips to Omaha. So they'll be back in uh, in business next year. Well, I mean, I think there's a difference between us in 2019 being being cocky and you know confident and and having swagger, and the way Tennessee was like flipping off fans and and screaming at umpires and all this kind of yeah. stuff. I mean, we were, you know, Justin Jefferson wasn't attacking, uh, attacking a, a referee or something. Right. Well, well, it was also that, but it was, uh, you know, in 2019, we were the underdog all year. It didn't really matter the game or what we had done before, you know, each game that week was, uh, each week we were still the underdog, I think. And no one just expected us to, uh, you know, they didn't expect us to be Texas. They didn't expect us to be Alabama. They didn't expect us to win the SEC title. They didn't expect, you know, it's like no one would expect it. I don't think LSU expected to score 60 points, one guy getting four touchdowns and a half against Oklahoma. So, yeah, that, I mean, to me, that's when the cockiness came in. You know, once we won the title and we were breaking out the cigars and just all these cool photos started serving. Like, to me, that's, yeah, you've earned it. It's because if you're going to be that cocky, you got to win it. And that's what Tennessee did not do. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, I, I digress. Um, yeah, it will be interesting to see what they do next year because, uh, you know, they're, they're still going to like, there's still, you know, stuff around the program, whoever's leaving for whatever reason. Uh, it's like, you know, they've attracted, you know, I'll give them credit for this. They've attracted the attention of, you know, college baseball in general, um, even kids too. It's like, I, I saw a video of some kid like, but like, you know, like tug, not, you know, and then tailgating before a game, and he had like a little mini, like fur coat or something that he got when he got a home run in wiffle ball. So like, there's, there's, there's plenty, there's still plenty there for Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, but um, you know, I again, it's like <laughs> you got you got four teams from one not just conference but division in Omaha right now. Well, excuse me, three, maybe four on the way, uh, assuming what what happens to Auburn, but. So I just in, you know, based what happened the last two years with Tennessee, just because you have a great team doesn't, you know, doesn't really mean anything until you, like you said, win it all. So uh, that's, that's what I'll point to. They, they yeah. can have their mink coats and their home run, their bat flips and all that, but you know, you're just going to look silly if you don't win it all. Right. The, the mink coat is a little bit, a little bit out <laughs> yeah. there. That's a football thing. That's really. a, yeah. And even still, I, I, I think we talked about it on this podcast too, but like, I think even in football, the turnover, this, and the big play that they're, they're getting, a, you know, it was cool when, what, when Miami did it first, I think With the turnover chain, the turnover chain. And then, and then I think Georgia had a belt, Georgia. Well, no, well they had, or they had the shoulder pads. Oh, the pad. Yeah. 
with the who, spikes. Who had the, who had the championship belt first? Oh, I forget. But anyway, let me see. There's somebody a LSU fan. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Which? One? Oh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> the guy who just holds the belt. That off. guy. Okay, that guy's actually he he gets a pass. He's cool. Uh, that's his thing though right like he's got the lsu blazer and yeah it wears like purple gold suit yeah and holds the belt yeah um i don't know if he's was he there last year i don't remember (laughs) he might have uh disassociated (laughs) i feel like i remember him being there in 2020 and it wasn't that it was like everybody's like okay man like this isn't happening and i don't know if he came back last year off to we'll have to check in on him this year that's something we could do this summer while while there's a lull we can try to find uh i think his name was demario Okay. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know anything else guys on, on baseball, because I don't know, like I said, I, I'm not as uh, hard pressed to, you know, schedule anything around games. Cause you know, our tigers aren't in it, but I'll, I'll watch what I can because yeah. I, I think it'll still be good baseball, at least, you know, maybe the title games or the, yeah. So just to see who wins it all, but um, LSU's, you know, there's nothing really coming out of football camp there because they're just in summer workouts and no one's really around to report on that. No, there's nothing really to do. So um, I don't know. What else you guys got? Anything I have else? kind of a, a random topic about the football <clears throat> kind of meta game, which is that Florida state just moved one of their games against Duchesne, who I think is like division two or something to week zero before they play LSU before because it was supposed to be the big like all-state kickoff um yeah the superdome against lsu and then now florida state has a warm-up game before they play us they need they and need so, a scrimmage they need a scrimmage They're and scared. then so now people are saying should lsu try and like move their game against southern like to week zero Hell so we no. can get a, a warm-up yeah. um or if florida state is getting like some unfair advantage i think L- lsu might have a contract with some broadcasting network for the game against Southern. So they might be locked in, but I was wondering like kind of if y'all have any thoughts on whether it would be worth it to try and push for that game to get moved. So we don't have our first outing against a kind of quote unquote warmed up Florida state team. Man, I don't know. I don't, I don't think Florida state's going to be very good this year. No, if I was, if I was LSU, I wouldn't necessarily be that worried about it. But then again, I don't know how good we're going to be. I, I think we're going to be okay. I, I hope we're going to be okay. Of course, this is coming from a guy who last year, I think, I think I predicted about, you know, about a, a, a year and a month from a, a year and a month ago, I predicted like that we were going to be a eight win, nine win team or something. So that no, we were going to stomp UCLA in the first match. <laughs> yeah. We, we didn't even think it was a, we didn't even think it was a chance that we would get, we would lose to sissy blue shirt people. Right. Um, so to, to, to your credit, you didn't really know. None of us knew how bad it really was. Like yeah. we thought, we thought the COVID year was like a throwaway year. Yeah, we we didn't really know like how deep the systemic problems were, which I'm assuming are going to be gone now. That's why I plunked so much hard-earned money down on the Tigers while I was in Vegas uh, to <laughs> to cover I mean, me I, over. Not just not just your hard-earned <laughs> money, but I, that's why I, I assume that's why we as a state plucked down hundreds of millions of dollars for brian kelly right brian, brian kelly all the players he's bringing in all these nil deals blah 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 yeah all that stuff all that yeah. stuff uh but no i i think there's going to be a, a quick return on investment for that because i mean I, I think brian kelly is you know he's in his later years as a coach he's probably not going to want to move around too much longer 
he came down here. I mean, he said not in as many words, right? Like he, he came out yeah, and came down here to be Satan, right? Like you heard something to that effect. Yeah. Well, he, and yeah. he wants a championship. He, I think he wants the, he wants what he could never do at, at um, Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he essentially played for, for that right. twice, yeah. once in like a title game, the other in the playoff. So he did that twice while he was there. And, yeah. you know, what you could arguably say was, uh, you know, sustained conditions. But uh, now he's at LSU. I, I feel like he's in it for the longer haul as long as he's successful here. So, I mean, I, I, honestly, um, regardless of what he does with each team, you know, for the first few years, because, you know, we still have, I don't know, I don't know if we have any sanctions coming down from, you know, all this stuff that's looming around LSU. But it's like he's, he's in it for a few years. Um, but all he really has to do is outlast Saban, right? Because I mean, that guy's not going to coach forever either. Not that that's what we you say. You say that, yeah. right? Yeah, right. He just to stick it to us. He would. No, I, I don't think. I think he would get out because the game is just. I think no. Weird. I think you're right. I think I think that what's going to. I mean, you think about Paterno. Paterno stayed till he was like well in his 80s, right? I think that I think that Saban will leave when. When like you think about like even when he started in Alabama, like this since 2008 to now, like the game is almost unrecognizable, both with the way it's played and with like mm-hmm. the kind of um, behind the recruiting scenes. and the behind yeah the behind the scenes stuff. So I know he doesn't. Lo- I know he doesn't love it. I mean, he's kind of he's, he's told you that. So if it kind of continues and it, and it changes and even more, I could see him being like you know, and I'm done. But I don't think. I don't. I don't think that there's a there's a uh, a point where he's like right now, where in the near future he's saying, "Yeah, like I think I'm done coaching." Like I, I just I think it's gonna be more of I don't really want to deal with the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, there's another scheduling thing, Daniel. You're talking about like the with uh with uh the Florida State schedule. I didn't know if you. I didn't. Y'all probably maybe y'all did know this more than me, but I looked at the schedule the other day. You know, we start SEC play in week three. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Like, I mean, I know typically, like, I, I wouldn't look back and, like, last year we started at week four, but that just feels, I know it's one, it's one week, but, like, doesn't that feel a little bit early to you? Yeah. We have, we have a kickoff. Those three warm up games. Even yeah. if it's a marquee matchup, it's still, you know, it's like our first game, but it's like we, you know, we don't always warm up with La Tech. We warm up with Oregon or yeah. UCLA. So, yeah, it's like, but you know, once you start that SEC slate, it's different. No, uh, I know it's just so it's, it does. It does seems quick though. You're right. It seems it seems quick to me. Where I'm like, man, we're playing Mississippi State on September 17th. Like that's that's quick. If we don't, you know, if we if we start off a little bit flat against Florida State, you got one game against Southern. Which let's be honest, it's not going to be like a a, a real. Um, I mean, that, that'll be a real game, but it's it's not. Gonna, you're not going to be able to really get a lot of good reps and 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 tune up against real competition and you've got to get thrown into mississippi state where it's going to matter so yeah. <laughs> i would say maybe you don't want some real reps and you know uh competition that second week you just kind of want to coast if uh if florida state is like you know just blows our minds and gives us the game of our lives first week yeah i, I think you'd want a little bit more downplayed game that second week before you start sec play well, I'm just thinking about like if let's say Miles Brennan goes out and doesn't play as well against against Florida State, 
and and you want to see a Garrett Nussmeyer. I mean, I don't think Southern's going to be able to give him quality quality reps, right? No, but if you could split it between him and Jaden Daniels, definitely. Yeah, Daniel, Daniel, what do you say? Yeah, Daniel, what do you say? Uh, yeah, I was gonna yeah touch on the quarterback situation like Tommy was saying, but yeah, if we back to my initial point, if we had the Southern game right up front, that does give you a little bit chance to rotate through all. That's true. I don't know even know who which quarterbacks would be quote unquote like at the top at that point, but you could get a little taste of each one and then have somewhat more confidence with your guy going into Florida state. Then you're just kind of picking and saying like, all right, here we go. Um, and then maybe things go just absolutely awful and he's throwing interceptions left and right. And then you have to hit the panic button. You got somebody in to try and save the game. Uh, but other than that, yeah, you got really that one game against Florida state and then Southern, and then you're right into sec play and Mississippi state that we beat them last year, but they give us, typically a fairly good game every year. They seem to like kind of play up to us oh, yeah. for the most part. So um, that'll definitely be a, a tough test. And I, I guess all this talk has got me kind of itching for the football already, even though oh, we're yeah. already only one week into the off season, it's going to be a long summer though. Yeah. I guess I, I do also think, um, I don't know about, I don't, I don't know about the, you know, maybe, maybe it is an advantage for us to be able to see, I, you know what, actually like, well, we all know how that ended up. Remember, I'm like having a conversation because UCLA, UCLA UCLA played in week zero. Hawaii, yeah, they played Hawaii, yeah, last, and we we're like, okay, like they look okay, but not that great. We could beat this team. And they they looked like, bad oh, against Hawaii. I remember watching that, being like, oh, this is nothing. Um, yeah, but then again, we were nothing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's an advantage or not. Playing, you know, like I don't know if we really. Does what's the difference between okay if you're gonna play Southern and this again it's no disrespect to Southern but what is the difference between playing Southern and playing a scrimmage against yourself? I would probably guess that the talent the talent on your second team is probably as good maybe better than Southern. Now I know you're not gonna get especially like one one week before the regular season starts you're not gonna be full 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 contact but that could also be argued as like a positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no chance for an injury, freak yeah, injury you're not or gonna, something either. You're not going to have like a freak ACL tear in you know week zero, just because you wanted to get some get get a game in to match Florida State. Right, but I also say part of that is you know the the coaches getting a game to also just uh, you know plan against someone other than than themselves. And just to just plug and play guys. Cause you know, imagine some of these first few games, it's like, all right, I know who my starters are. I'll see them. We're going to blow these guys out. We can try some new things, but you also want to try new people. That's right? yeah. so your depth is that. So I, I imagine that'll be part of it. Um, that's, that's what Southern can do for you, I guess, you know, they can yeah. help you figure out your, de- your depth chart for, for this early week three sec game. But um, I don't know. I think that. uh, like there wasn't really any recruiting news, right? I mean, I know the Tigers have been hosting recruits, hosting camps, but nothing really big there. I think Arch Manning was on on campus this week doing a uh, like a seven on seven yeah. camp or something like that. But you know, it's like the recruits do these things, right? I don't know if there's, I don't know if we have to move our crystal ball quite yet. But um, anything along those lines, guys? Because I don't know, I didn't think there was really too much else. I had one uh, one mention I was going to give on the way out, but other than that, you know, there wasn't really too much LSU news. It's it is kind no. of it's kind of a slow time. Oh, here's here is some random news. 
Um, did y'all see that Shay Dixon left two four seven? Oh no. Yeah, he he's gone from from L, uh, go two four seven like the LSU division of of twenty four seven sports. So, um, not exactly sure what he's doing next. But uh, some people are saying, and this is kind of a, a little bit similar to what we we're talking about with with Saban, but like with the way that recruiting is is really changed, you know, within the past, even within the past two years, but especially over the past ten years, which I think Shay Dixon's been covering LSU sports or at least LSU recruiting for go to go to four, seven for like two years. I mean, for like 10 years. Um, I don't know, you know, what, what is the, with the NIL stuff and all that, how, how does the recruiting services change? Like how do they adapt to evaluating talent and also placing talent um, at schools? Cause I mean, you could, you could say team X made a great, great pitch to this player on how he, he's going to be a great player and he's going to get this much playing time and all that. But then A&M comes and drops a huge NIL deal on him. And then he's like, well, I, I just take the money. So um, yeah, he's, I mean, but, but that's something for LSU fans to watch out for because Shea Dixon is probably the top source for recruiting um, kind of insider scoop. I mean, of course, uh, present company uh, excluded. Um. And and like I said, right now I don't think he's employed by anybody. So yeah, something to watch So for. now you just got to tune into Talking Tigs for all your latest breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, yeah. I'm speaking of, uh, I guess, late breaking. Well, it's not really late breaking. It was actually announced Saturday, but I didn't really find out about it until today. Um, is that LSU baseball? Uh, even though we kind of closed off that segment, <laughs> LSU baseball um, has. Uh, received a transfer announcement from uh from a, a guy dylan i'm gonna pronounce this wrong just so you know to break or to brocky to break t-e-b-r-a-k-e um he announced saturday that he's going to transfer to lsu he's a grad transfer so um i guess he can mostly focus on baseball you guys are grad students you could you could probably talk to that about how much time he probably has for baseball uh but uh, i mean the guy was the pitcher of the year in the Big East for the last two years running, uh, 21 and 22. This this year he went 8-2, and two, 17 starts, 2.1 ERA. Now, you could say, oh, it was in the Big East, but I don't know, man. I, I, I'd say any, like I, what we were talking about earlier, with build a 64 and anyone can make it in, all you have to do is win, which we've seen in baseball and basketball. It's like if you can do 8-2 and two anywhere with a 2.1, 2.8, ERA, you're doing pretty good. And let's face it, like I said earlier, what LSU needs is starting pitchers. So welcome aboard Dylan, right? Yeah. Good. He'll get some, he'll get some instant action, uh, you know, in eight months. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, so, so there's that. Um, but I don't know, man, I, that, that's all I really wanted to mention. Uh, you guys have anything else before we head out? I think that's it. We got episode 150 coming up next week. Oh, wow. Already? Feels like we just so. feels like we just did episode 100. Basically three years on the pod. What a time. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. It wasn't like 150 years not too long ago where was it LSU or the SEC celebrating 150? It was CFB 150, the year we won CFB. in 2019. Oh, yeah. So the, the whole... Yeah, CFB celebrated at 150. 
so yeah, it's, it's a very prominent number. Um, I don't know. Maybe we should do something special. Uh, I wish we could be in the same town, or we should. It'd be awesome if we could uh, broadcast live from Omaha if the Tigers were there. But well, I guess we'll just save that for the save that for next year. Yeah, we'll save that for two fifty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, I don't know. Uh, not, that's all. I, that's all I kind of had for this for this week. Other than uh, I wanted to go out on a positive note. Um, the the NCAA track and field championships have recently wrapped up and i just wanted to say that uh i wanted to send out a congratulations actually to lsu's uh sean burrell because he went back to back winning the national title in the 400 meter hurdles uh which is very hard to do so congrats to him uh i think the women finished tied for fourth the men were uh, i think they were sixth they were sixth at it. So, you know, very, very respectable, but uh, not, not quite as at the top as, uh, as we maybe would have liked, but um, congrats to them uh, guys. Any final words or should we uh, carry it into next uh, week? I think that's it. I'm um, out here in Colorado. I'll be doing some hiking. So I'll broadcast talking tigs from the top of the mountain over here uh, to all the locals, but yeah, once again, good to be back and I uh, hope you'll have a good week. You too. Man, uh, when you said that, I kind of got this image of you with like a backpack and these two very long, like CB rod antennas sticking out of your backpack, like one of those doomsday podcasters, <laughs> but uh, you know, like with the big volcanoes blowing or something. Um, I'd be awesome if you could do that, by the way. If you could podcast on a mountain somewhere, I... I'll bring the bring the LSU boombox that the tire, the baseball team was using. Yes, yes. I never got the backstory on that either, though. Is that they're just trying to start some sort of thing? I, I guess it was just just a vibe thing, like the rally possum or the turnover chain, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Fair <laughs> yeah. enough. Fair enough. All right, Tommy, you good to go? I think I'm good. Let's let's uh, you know, ready for ready for uh, this football season to get started. We got not too long. Just a uh, blink, and it'll be here. Right. Yeah, exactly. And um, what a what a year will be first year of BK era taking over in Baton Rouge. Uh, all looking forward to that. Of course, we've got a couple of months to stew on it, but we'll, we'll, we'll do so. We'll, we'll bring whatever tidbits we can throughout this process and uh, any other baseball or basketball news or whatever that, that comes our way. Uh, but until next time, Hope everyone has a good summer vacation. Stay safe, stay tuned, and we will talk to you next time on Talking Tuesday.